is the Santita Jackson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Santita Jackson Show. It's a joy to be with you today on WCPT, the nation's largest progressive talk radio station. Thursday, November 17th, 2022, one week before Thanksgiving, praying for all of those Americans who mm, might not be able to at least have the turkey on Thanksgiving Day. One in four Americans will not be able to have Thanksgiving in that way. We have to be mindful of that, and those are the times in which we find ourselves living, and that is part of the fight, as we are still in the midst of the 2022 midterm season. Indeed, the 2022 midterm season is going to intersect with the 2024 election season. As we look at what's happening in Georgia today, that is what we're going to be doing, and we're also going to be looking at digging deeper on former President Trump's chances to win. Indeed, he is considered to be the front runner in the Republican space. And I want to know why that is, because the mainstream media, corporate media, I'm going to call them corporate media, and just pardon me as I kind of trip over that and really retrain myself. And I want to thank Jim Narakis and Janine Jackson and Bryce uh, Green and all of our people at Fairness and Accuracy and Reporting for helping us to correct that. You know, the fact is... Uh, Former President Trump's people are winning, everybody. That is not my wish. Those are the numbers. The overwhelming majority of his candidates actually won. See, the thing is, if you don't know what you're fighting, you can't win the fight. (laughs) So when you look at these razor-thin margins in these races and all of that, you have to understand that this man has been winning. That is why he had the sheer unmitigated goal to announce that he is going to run. He's going to do that because he has people in place all over the country he has endorsed who won. Who won. We're going to be talking about that today. Because the corporate media are misleading all of us, and they're trying to reshape the narrative so you think the opposite. Please don't do that. That means if if you want uh, if you want Medicare and Medicaid to survive, if you if you don't want it to be privatized, if you want health care for all people, if you want an agenda that is more closely aligned with the Democratic agenda, we've got to get more people registered to vote. You've got millions of high school students seniors who should be registered by this fall, by next, by by 2024. That's what needs to happen. Stop trying to look for people who've left you. They might come back, they might not. Taking Taking these policies to the right, that's not going to work. It's not working. It's not. So let's talk about that today. Let's look at Trump's chances, everybody. I mean, really, beyond what they're saying in, in the in in the corporate media space, because they're not telling the truth. What they're trying to do is shape the narrative for you, and shape your thinking, and make you think that we are not where we really are in a split nation. Yeah. So let's talk about that today, everybody. Let's talk about that today. And um, and let's talk about Georgia and why it is so consequential, why Raphael Warnock, the sitting senator, who is being opposed vociferously by Herschel Walker, who is making statements that are just really stunning and embarrassing, quite frankly. But yet they're neck and neck in this race. 
So what's going on, everybody? What is going on? And um, and why is it? And, and this is where we're seeing the voter restrictions. People are saying, you know, we outvoted voter suppression. No, we didn't. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. Now you can't vote on Saturdays. I mean, they have restricted your access to the vote in Georgia. That is where you can see the margin of victory or defeat. Call me at 773-763-9278, 773-763-WCPT, and let us talk about this. Hey, Carol, down there on the left coast, and Francis, and Andre, and Mark, and all my morning stars on the Santita Jackson Show YouTube channel. The Santita Jackson Show YouTube channel, and on the Santita Jackson and Friends Facebook channel. So let us get right to it, everybody. Let's get right to it. Let's get right to it. I have to see... Uh, looks like my camera was unplugged. I have to get my face back up here, so we're going to do that. But let's get to it. Thursday, November 17th, 2022, uh, the NBA, the Pelicans, 124, the Bulls, 110, the Timberwolves, 126, the Magic, 108. And in Chicago, we're going to have a high of 34 degrees today, snow showers. Minneapolis, St. Paul, 27 degrees, snow showers. In the NFL, okay, get your popcorn ready for NFL Thursday night football. The Titans versus the Packers, all all right, pulling the Packers, of course, <laughs> in this part of the country. In the NHL, the Blues 5, Chicago 2, and the Penguins will be playing the Wild tonight, everybody. Are you registered to vote down in Georgia? You can't get registered right now, but, you know, let's, everybody, let's talk about this. Let's talk about it. Let's get right to it on the Santita Jackson Show. All right, everybody, why is Trump favored to win the 2024 presidential primary? 538, that is their headline. What do you think about that, everybody? Call me, text me, 773. Call me, text me, 773-763-9278-773-763-9278. It turns out that the missile that was fired into Poland did not come from Russia. It actually came from the Ukrainians. And now they have found a way to blame uh, Russia for it. You can't make this stuff up, everybody. NASA's Artemis 1 mission that launched Wednesday has shared a spectacular view, view of Earth on its way to the moon. It's a marvel. It's a marvel. And it's marvelous. And I just cannot wait. I cannot wait, 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 wait to see more of these pictures. And I can't wait for us to get back to the moon. What about you? Call me at 773-763-9278-773-763 WCPT. Republicans will win the House of Representatives. It is now official, according to CNN, MSNBC, and other corporate media, including Fox, after passing the threshold of 218 seats needed for control of the chamber. What will that mean? Who will become the Speaker of the House? What role will Nancy Pelosi play? Indeed, she's going to make some kind of announcement today. We do not know what it is. It's falling short of the GOP's hopes of a red wave. They had hoped to have about 60 extra seats at least. That did not happen. Uh, the GOP, went, on the other hand, would create an environment where both parties are more productive than they might. we might think, according to different reports, because different compromises might have to be made. But what kind of investigations will go forward? We're going to see soon. Amazon has confirmed it has been laying off employees a few days after multiple outlets reported the e-commerce giant plant to cut around 10,000 people this week. Meta announced 11,000 job cuts. Wow. 
What do you think about that, everybody? These folks are, they're hurting in that industry. What does that mean? Or are they reorganizing? What does this mean? The student accused of killing three University of Virginia football players was denied bail yesterday as chilling new details emerged of this murderous spree. The suspect was on a field trip Sunday with fellow UVA students to see a play in Washington, D.C., according to a university spokesperson. When the bus returned to the Charlottesville campus, the 22-year-old then opened fire on the bus, killing the three players. According to a witness, witness, the suspect shot one of the three players while he was sleeping. The suspect is in custody and faces several charges. What happened there, everybody? Yale and Harvard Law Schools. Now, this is interesting. Two of the premier law schools in the country announced they are parting ways with the U.S. News and World Report ranking system of the best law schools in the United States. The schools are bowing out after criticizing the publication's methodology, arguing that the list actively perpetuates disparities in law schools. Given the elite status of Yale and Harvard, the move is significant and could signal a greater shift away from college rankings. For years, policymakers and those working in higher education have dismissed the rankings, though they are still referenced by potential students and their families. Yeah, you need to because many, it's interesting, many Harvard Law students, when they come out, do not pass the bar the first time. Yeah, yeah, that's, I know several of them who didn't. And so it's it's very interesting. And also, depending upon the kind of law that people practice, that determines really where you need to look. You know, if you want someone who can argue your case, you better go to Howard and you better go to North Carolina Central Black Schools. You better go to uh, black law schools. You better look at UT, uh, the University of Texas system, because they really produce top-notch litigators. And really, at the end of the day, it comes down to what you do with what you've been given, the education that you've got, and keep it moving. All right, everybody, we have got some good news today from Pastor Darius Brooks. Yes, that Darius Brooks, the Emmy Award, I mean, excuse me, the Grammy Award-winning producer and songwriter. Your will is what's best for me, but the Tommies, all of that, they've been on tour all over the country, and we're so glad that he stops by and gives us some good news every Thursday. The Great Central Church in Westchester, Illinois. You can go get food there. Pastor, let me just ask you this very quickly before you get into the good news, just very, very quickly. One in four Americans are not going to go past Thanksgiving this year because they cannot afford to buy the turkey. They cannot afford to buy the meal. Uh, Will you be serving Thanksgiving dinner or will you be serving meals this week, next week? Absolutely, Santini. Good morning. Uh, We started even last Tuesday. Yes, we will. Absolutely. All through this holiday season, we'll be serving every Tuesday from 5 till 7 and every Wednesday for seniors so they won't come out in the evening from noon till 2. Every Tuesday from 5 till 7, come hail or high water, and every Wednesday from 12 till 2, we'll be serving seven different townships, and we're not going to turn no one away. So even if you're not in either of these seven townships, if you come to Grace Central Church, you will leave with two to $300 worth of food, a full meal, turkey, the whole night. I promise you, it's a whole great deal. As a matter of fact, our lines are around the corner. We serve between 200 and 600 families almost each week. Everybody's in line, Comcast workers, everybody who work trucks, they come in their work trucks 
landscapers. They come in their work vehicles coming to get food, and we are there to serve. We are served as Santita. I love it. I love it. I love it. More importantly, I love God's direction. Santita, everything we need is in the Word of God, from love stories to murders, from Genesis to Revelation, rightly dividing God's Word. Every answer we need is in God's Word and in proper context of everything that we're dealing with and what we're doing, the ignorance of what we don't know, the smartness of what we need to know, the directions, every area in our lives, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, socially, culturally, verbally, sexually, professionally, personally. Listen to me, people of God. Every answer is in that. He says, seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. He talked about him, not, not in this world. He says, be in the world, but not of the world. The good news, then, see, the first Peter 2 and 9, as you can see, I'm on the road this morning. First Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own position, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into a marvelous light. Peter, let's journey through the good news, I call it. If I had to use a thought today, I'd talk about God's word doesn't support our differences. God's word doesn't support our differences. You are a chosen race. A chosen race means a, a certain kind of people. He says we are a royal priesthood, people who operate in character and integrity. We help, we support, we love. A holy nation, holy means sacred. That, that's important to us as believers. There's some things that are really sacred to us. That's what holy means. Thou mean long skirts and you doing everything right. It means that God's word and how we use him is important to us above everything in our hearts. He says we use this because we are people for his position, which means the only way we can get some of these things done is because of the way our hearts are when it comes to him, even in our humanness. He says that we may proclaim excellencies of him or how he would do things, even in our humanness, who called us out of darkness. Here's a part I like, Santita, which is the way we see things into a marvelous light, a place of excellence and order so he can show us how to do this. Is it possible to give away and become richer? Is it also possible to hold on too tightly and lose everything? Proverbs eleven twenty four. Yes. The liberal man shall be rich by watering others. He waters himself. You were created to assist others. Those who are good at assisting others are always able to see the bright side of others. Practicing the golden rule is not a sacrifice. It's an investment. Don't give till it hurt. Give because it feels good to give. It's really true that the good things you make happen for others, God today in 2022 still will make happen for you. Don't you get it twisted? Knowing that whoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, Ephesians 6 and 8. You 
grow spiritually to the extent you give out. Santita, this thing right there, bless my life. It's a spiritual thing that you grow. It's not money and all this other stuff. By giving out, you also create room to grow in your heart. God doesn't support our differences. He supports like minds. The word of God shares with us to treat people as the way they should be treated. Did you hear what I said? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, Santita. That's what that really means. When you do these things, you will help them become what they could be. They're no better exercise for the heart than reaching down and lifting someone up after people have been around you. Do they feel better or worse, bigger or smaller, full of faith or full of fear? When you use God's word, the people you are assisting, you leave them better than you found them. But the clarity of understanding this, Santita, is that the people that you assist, you see their hearts. Make sure you see their hearts and look at their position. Look at their demeanor. They want to be assisted. It should receive, they should love, they should be accepted, and it should be appreciated. When you're giving to the wrong kind of people, the word says don't give what's sacred to the dogs and don't feed your pearls or swine. I'm closing here. God's word doesn't support our differences. God's word supports like minds, meaning one is giving in a position and one is receiving in a position. It's clear. Believe it or not, some people you have to leave them where you found them versus trying to take them with you. You cannot be different. We have to be alike. Being different is in darkness. Being like-minded is that marvelous light God was talking about. Here, growth accomplishes some crazy, amazing things. And see, you just said something a minute ago about victory or defeat, the margin of it. It's really like minds. The margin of victory or defeat like minds. If we're going to win this thing, it needs to be like mine. If they going to win, defeat is going to be like mine. So people of God, with this thing Santita just got you talking about, either we're going to be like minds and do it and kill it, or they're going to be like minds and do it and win it. All we got to do is make a choice because God doesn't support our differences. His word only supports like minds. Minds like his. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Minds like his. Minds like his. And, you know, really, and, and you know when you're flowing in the right direction because, you know, exactly. when, when everybody is winning, when everybody is winning. And that's the way that that's the way the world was designed. Everybody is yes. supposed to win. Everybody's supposed to win. My pastor, Reverend Clay Evans, said, I've never seen God make a mouth that God could not feed. No one should be hungry in this world. No one should be without food, clothing, shelter. So when that happens, when you see all of this poverty in the world, you know we're not in alignment with the highest power. We're not. Right. And we're not going to be blessed until we get there. Very quickly, I've got less than a minute. How can we get some food? One in four Americans will not be celebrating Thanksgiving this year. If you think you know someone who might not be celebrating, think about sharing or certainly direct them to a church like Grace Central so that they can get something to eat. Your your feeding schedule this weekend for next week, Pastor. 
One minute. Tuesday from 5 till 7. Every Tuesday from 5 till 7 at Grace Central Church. GraceCentral.net. GraceCentral.net. And Wednesdays for seniors from noon till 2. GraceCentral.net. Grace Central Church. GraceCentral.net. Tuesday from 5 till 7. And Wednesdays from noon till 2. Every Tuesday and Wednesday. All right. Love Pastor. Pastor Brooks and, and beautiful First Lady Deborah Brooks, who left banking uh, to take up this ministry with her husband. And, of course, their daughter is in college. And one day we're going to have Pastor Brooks on to let you hear about his life, because his life truly is a testimony. Uh, the life that he's living right now is one that only could have been prayed into. Only could have been prayed into. And God has been so good. Uh, but as he, as God has poured into Pastor Brooks, he pours into people, and the Lord continues to bless him and everyone who is near him, including myself. Love you, Pastor Darius Brooks. The Tommies, very quickly, when can we see the Tommies again? I got, I got one, a few seconds. Friday, we're at uh, Christ Universal Temple with uh, 1390s giveaway toys. You guys, it's a free concert. It's going to be the concert, the, the Darius Brooks and the Tommy's reunion. And we're singing our new single, My Mind's Made Up 2.0, Santita. We're excited. Uh, uh, okay. Ken Stratton is going to be there. Lemmy Battles is going to be there. Uh, Pastor Mike Jr. is going to be there. It's okay, well, concert. I'm going to have you back this on on Friday to pump it up. Got to run to this break. Okay. Love you, everybody. Let's talk about President Trump and these numbers that he numbers he keeps racking up. Everybody, let's be honest about this thing. <laughs> More of the San Diego Jackson Show in just a minute. This is the Santita Jackson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Santita Jackson Show. Can you believe it? We're a week away from getting that turkey. <laughs> I cannot wait. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's talk about the let's talk about the real narrative that has to come out of last week. Or this past week with the with the primaries, not not the primaries, excuse me, the election, the midterm elections. You know, the fact is Donald Trump, the former president, did far better than the corporate media are telling you. The only way that we're going to be able to be in this fight is to have the right information. Don't let people mislead you. Don't let them mislead you. It's it's just it's absolutely wrong because most of the people that the former president endorsed won. Most of them won. And we have to be clear on that so that we can know exactly what we're looking at. Okay? So let's talk about this. And we're going to talk about Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia is on our minds. We have got to figure out how we can win in Georgia as uh, Senator Warnock has had to join a suit filed by the Democrats because of voter restrictions. There are fewer opportunities, fewer days to vote, and we have got to talk about that on the Santita Jackson Show. How do we really counter voter suppression and voter restrictions? Because that is what we are seeing right now in Georgia. You cannot get registered to vote right now in Georgia if you got inspired by uh, the midterms. That's been shut down for you. You can't vote uh, in many instances on Saturday. That's been shut down to you. There's a whole lot that's going on in Georgia, and we got to talk about that on the Santita Jackson Show, because as goes Georgia, they're saying that that is 
the way much of the election will go throughout the country in 2024. Yeah, it's of tremendous consequence. So let's get to it. I want you to call me at 773-763-9278, 773-763-9278. Chaparral celebrations by us. We are so mindful of um, this wonderful food that you make, but we are also mindful of the fact that uh, distressingly, one in four Americans will not be able to afford a meal, a Thanksgiving meal. They will be foregoing this holiday this year, so we are keeping them in our prayers. And we're going to vote about it and be about it so we can make sure that no one ever has to go without food, not just on Thanksgiving, but on any day. But you know, you've got these vittles, and I'm waiting for mine. <laughs> What's going on, Miss Celebrations, by us? Yes, Santita, we are prepping, prepping, prepping. We had a lot of corporate orders this week, but we are pushing them out and we're getting ready for next week for all of those who are who have ordered for Thanksgiving, including yourself. So we're getting ready to get ready to get ready to get ready. So at Celebrations by Us, we are definitely preparing your turkeys, your uh, dressing, your mac and cheese, your greens and your green beans. Let's not forget about our desserts, our banana pudding, peach cobbler, pound cakes, caramel cakes, red velvet cakes, German chocolate cake, whatever it is that you need for your holiday table, don't hesitate to give us a call. Tomorrow is the last day that we're taking orders for the holiday uh, of Thanksgiving, and then we're rolling right into Christmas. So don't hesitate to give us a call, 708-526-4546, 708-526-4546. We look forward to serving you. Thank you so much, Nancita. Oh, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome, more than welcome. So everybody, let's get to it. Let's talk about this election season in which we find ourselves. Before we get to Georgia, and we will get there, let's talk about what happened with former President Trump, who announced that he is running again. And people are saying, oh, my goodness, this is a horrible thing that he's doing. And why? Because he's the big loser. He's got the big L on his forehead. No, that's not true. Trump's endorsees won 213 of the 240 races held on November 8th. That's an 86% success rate. You need to understand that. You need to understand that he won far more than he lost. He has people in place who have been elected who are holding office or who will be holding office as of January going into the 2024 campaign. His lowest win rate was in gubernatorial races where he endorsed 21 candidates. Of those races in Alaska, that remains uncalled. But of the 20 races where Ballotpedia knows the outcomes, nine of his endorsees won. That's a 45% rate. But everything else was in the 80, high 80s and 90s. Okay. His general election win rate was 86%. So you're not hearing that. You're hearing that he, what a loser he was. Everybody lost. That is not true. It's not. And we won't know how to get in this fight or be in this fight unless we know that and have that bit of information, for example. You need to understand what's happening in Georgia with the voter restrictions and the voter suppression. We're going to have Greg Palace back on here, and we're going to have him show that movie again and again and again because there are fewer and fewer opportunities for you to vote in Georgia. But first, let's look at... Um, President Trump, uh, former President Trump, indeed, when uh, Reverend Dr. Todd Geary, who's with us from Rainbow Push, pastor of the iconic Douglas Memorial Community Church in Baltimore, Maryland, indeed, his immediate predecessor is Senator Warnock. 
He held the pulpit just before Reverend Dr. Yeary did. And, of course, the former president of the National Bar Association, legal analyst for Court TV, chair of Rainbow Push, attorney C.K. Hoffman. I want to start with you, though, Robert Patillo, because you can set the table. Because when people, I have to tell you, uh, Reverend Dr. Yeary, when you mentioned this yesterday, that uh, President, former President Trump won big in this cycle, a few people got angry with you. <laughs> I just want you to know that. And then when you said something about the the states, you know, the, the cases at the states have um, have levied against him. And you said, uh, you know, you can kind of push that to the side. So people got angry with you. And um, I just want us to be a lot more scientific in our approach to this. OK, you don't have to hate President Trump in order to get him off the scene. You can't. That's not going to work. And hate is just too destructive anyway. You need to be scientific about this. You need to know how people are voting. And you need to know why they're voting the way that they're voting. When I was in that Cracker Barrel, and I talked about this story, uh, Attorney Hoffler and, and Reverend Dr. Yeary and uh, Attorney Patillo, as I come to you, when I went, I went there with my father and his assistant, uh, Mr. Shelley Davis, and, and Murray, who's been driving him and protecting him for years, uh, White and black, young and old, poor working class people came out of that kitchen because they wanted to hug Reverend and kiss him and make sure that he was going. They wanted to see how he was moving because you've been in here before. and We were worried about you, Reverend. And thank you for fighting for us. That's all I heard, Robert Patillo. It brought me to tears. I, I could not. When I came home, I just wept. I said, you know, most of the money my father made, he's given away. But boy, the, the, in that moment, to have young and old, white and black, poor people come out and say, hey, thank you for fighting for us. It just meant so much. And my father's reaction was, if we could come together beyond race and all of these divisions that are sown, we could really make America and the world what it's supposed to be. So talk to me about, about Trump and this big loser uh, reputation that the corporate media are pushing. And then, of course, I'm going to go to you, um, Reverend Dr. Yuri, and you, Attorney Hoffler. What about that? It's, it's just not true. Uh, oh, absolutely. And let's understand, all this does continue to burn this, uh, Trump's image among his banks uh, as being a disruptor, as being a, a rabble-rouser, somebody who goes into the establishment and starts breaking those institutions down. And uh, what we've seen is that his base is incredibly loyal, particularly to him. Uh, and that at the end of the day, the Republican Party now is a, a third party in this country. Uh, there's Democrats, there's the MAGA Party, and then there's some well, residue. Uh, Republic, <clears throat> uh, Republicans being left uh, uh, as part of be trying to establish themselves as a political force. Uh, the uh, Rupert Murdoch-led uh, media of the world is kind of the, the old news when in comparison to Internet media. Uh, some of these Internet influencers have far bigger audiences than the cable news audiences, and they tap into that. Uh, and the fact that Trump's voters really believe, regardless of the scandals, regardless of the policies, regardless of the facts, that he is fighting for them and them alone, that he is going to be the voice for those poor and disenfranchised white voices around the country. Uh, uh, they've taken white victimhood and turned it into a political movement, and that's an incredibly powerful force. So the idea that somehow that's going to disappear because of the midterm elections is fanciful. These 
these people are not going where they're reloading and getting ready for the next uh, opportunity. And he's bringing black and brown people into it. Part of his campaign speech the other night, Attorney Patillo, was the fact that, and he didn't have to do this, but he is he's moving in a direction that I think we need to pay attention. He said, I have increased black registration in the Republican Party. I have increased Latino registration in the Republican Party. He, and they have put community centers in the black and brown communities. They are swinging for the fences, Robert Patillo. We've got to pay attention. What should, I mean, do the Democrats have a response? Should they have a response? Should they pay attention to what he was saying? Because he didn't just drop that in the speech. Don't think he's just out here just running his mouth. He is not. This is scientific, Robert. Well, even if you look at an example, look at Florida, where uh, where DeSantis won Miami-Dade County. Uh, If you're not going to pay attention to the writing that's on the wall, uh, the grip of Democrats, just by saying they were Democrat on uh, this new generation of uh, uh, people of color, is not as strong as it once was. And as long as the the Republicans are going to continue to attempt to uh, pry away African-American men, Latino voters, Asian-American voters, uh, the Democrats are going to have to find a response uh, before they lose the entire generation uh, and and shift the political uh, pendulum again. Um, Well, uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Todd Yeary, you know, when you just brought up the numbers, some people got upset with you. But before I come to you, let me go to Pam. Pam, what's on your mind, sweetie? Good morning, Sanchisa, so much. Um, How are you today? I'm doing great. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you, and same to you and the family. Santita, before I go into my statement, I need to ask a question. Was okay, the House, it, it seems like the House was in play for us, right? We could have won the House even with all the gerrymandering. Am I correct mm-hmm. about that? Well, okay, you know, gerrymandering now, have, always skews skews mm-hmm. you away from the truth. And it's so sure. it's, you know, and so, quite frankly, we, I think the mm-hmm. House is far more reflective of, um, and it generally is of where Americans are right now. Americans mm-hmm. are all over the place because we are in a lot of pain. So, yeah. you know, people are not voting for Trump just for white nationalist reasons. That's not the only, that's not it. There's a, remember, in 2008, the economy actually collapsed. People are still mad about that. And the establishment really tried to tamp down the discussion on that. They even changed the number of calls that could come through the switchboard at the at the at Congress. Did you know that? Sure. Over uh, over I that weekend. Over that weekend, Pam, you used to be able to get unlimited numbers of calls through the switchboard at the house at the at the U.S. Congress for the House and the Senate. Over mm-hmm. that weekend, when Goldman Sachs told America, "I need I need this money. And if you don't get it, I'm gonna shut down your economy." Do you know they changed they they restricted the number of calls that you could get through. Unbelievable. Well, I I needed to know that because I feel like I'm not sure that the Democratic Party fought uh, hard enough or strategically enough Mm -hmm. for the House. So now we know what the the, uh, so now I almost feel like uh, and this is just me being very uh, simplistic with this, but I feel like hate and racism won in the House. And I feel like now I know now what we're going to get is a lot of legislation that is a uh, bipartisan, which just to me rings to say, well, 
it's not going to be all that we could have gotten for the people. Or we're going to get a lot of, uh, this is the best we could do legislation. And so I think there was so much at stake. And, um, and now we're going to have to pay a price. Lastly, let me say this, Santita. Well, I tell you uh, what, we only pay a price. Wait, 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 wait. You, we only pay a price when we don't raise our voices. Okay, gotcha. you can bend. You That's can true. bend the vote of someone who is ardently opposed to your views. If you call and let them know, if you don't vote the way I need you to vote, you are out of office. Wow. See, yeah. remember that's what Ahmad Arbery's family did. They got people. They've got people voted out of office down in Brunswick, Georgia. So you have to keep fighting. If we want a democracy, if we want a republic, just wait a minute, a republic, not even a democracy. That means we all have to be registered to vote and we all have to vote. That's what has to happen. Well, I'm in total agreement, and I'm just going to go back to something I remember um, Reverend Jesse Jackson Sr. fought for. He was one of the first people that fought for getting young people registered to vote. I clearly mm-hmm. remember that. He well, he, and he's been, he's been arguing for registering high school seniors to vote. Yes. He's been doing that for 50 yes. years. But very quickly, I need to get your comments so I can get okay, last, comments from everybody okay, else. Lastly, I want to say, he also talked about statehood for Washington, D.C. Yeah, where are we with that senator, you remember. to increase our power? So, uh, Sandy, where do we go for now? How do we negotiate this house that has... Like, we continue to do that, and you continue to press the Democrats to press for D.C. statehood. And should Puerto Rico want statehood, they should have it, too. And should the U.S. Virgin Islands want statehood, they should have it, too. They should not just be non-voting delegates. You need to have Kim Teehee, who is a Cherokee representative. We've been waiting 187 years for them to be seated in the U.S. House of Representatives. They should not just be non-voting delegates. They should be full-on congresspersons in the U.S. House of Representatives. The U.S. House of Representatives is supposed to reflect the population of the United States, which means that it is supposed to be an infinitely larger body of people. It shouldn't be just 435. It is supposed to be adjusted to the population all the time. It has not been. So remember, well, minoritarian rule. Yeah, mm-hmm. Hey, but see, minoritarian yeah, rule has been has yes. been. But we have to stop. We have to. We have to get involved, Pam. Yeah, we have to I stop agree. acting like we're powerless. So that uh, that's, no, that's no, I never concede power to the few because I know it is in the hands of the many, and we've had too many examples of that's that. Right. So uh, I'm disappointed, but yes, I'm gonna keep fighting, and yes, I'm supporting um, uh, Senator Warnock. And uh, we're going to get him over that threshold. And, back and, and you know what? Let me yeah. tell you something. Be disappointed. You're disappointed in your husband, your partner, your wife, whatever. <laughs> People get disappointed. And we keep we hang on in there with them. Do we not? With your children. Yeah, we do. Nieces we and do. nephews, godchildren. It does not matter. Your job. Get over being disappointed. We're grown people. Okay? Yes. All right. And God is yeah. on the throne. Uh, honey, and look, I, I knew it would make you giggle when I made it personal. How about that? You ain't going to leave that husband, yeah. that partner, just because you're mad with him or her. You're not going to do it. Love you. Thank you. <laughs> Love you too, Santita. Reverend Dr. Yeary, you live with disappointment every day. Oh, and you got people a little hot under the collar yesterday, Pastor. <laughs> well, good morning, Santita. Did I make it a little personal for you? <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good morning to you, guests. All I can say is, is now you can appreciate how uh, my members feel on Sunday morning. My job uh, is not to lull you into some stupor 
disconnected from the reality of your condition where now you feel absolutely powerless to affect change. So uh, welcome to a little bit of a, a sample of Douglas Memorial Community Church on Sunday morning. Now, let's get back to it. At the, at the end of the day, the problem with carbon monoxide is it is odorless, colorless, and tasteless. By the time the effects have set in, you are for the most part dead. And if we don't get real about what's really in the data, if we don't start looking at not just what folks tell us the numbers say, but really understand what the numbers mean, then we'll come away thinking we're in a different position than we are, and we're going to look up and be in a world of hurt. Here's why this is important. Uh, if you mentioned Ballotpedia, I think everybody should look at it. It is, the, uh, I think, the most comprehensive tracking of uh, election-related data at the state and federal level, and it is quite helpful. If you look at the look back on Donald Trump's influence in political outcomes in terms of his endorsements, it wasn't just 2022. This is not an anomaly uh, that these numbers were so significant. Prior years reflect kind of the same trend. And so the thing we have to be aware of is not just the numbers of endorsements that he made and those candidates won, but where they were. These are offices across the political spectrum at all levels of government. Wait, up, and ballot, he, right? up, up and down the ballot, right? Up and down the ballot. Down the ba- this was not Wait a minute. The, the length up and down and from side to side. Here's why that's critical. Okay. Right. Um, he is setting up the infrastructure for the influence for his his plans in terms of how government should operate. That's that's actually how you build a movement. Now, we may not like what the movement is, but we cannot deny that there's a movement. And I don't care. You, you saw Vice President Pence do a town hall last night. You you heard all of the feedback about whether or not they think uh, the, the former president should have run. Uh, and, yes, I did talk about the fact that he's not afraid of uh, state lawsuits. He, he Look, he may not read much, but he listens to the key points of uh, whatever folks are telling him. And the truth of the matter is, is that uh, the disqualifier, the reason you're going to have disruption now into uh, this process of looking at the documents at Mar-a-Lago, looking at the January 6th commission, is because that's where the real threat is. It's in, it's in the writing of the statute. And the statute that's relevant, it's not whether or not the documents he had were classified. It's whether or not he possessed government documents at all. And if he were to be found guilty of that, the penalty is uh, a, an automatic, absolute, permanent disqualification from holding public office. That's why you see him making uh, the endorsements, pushing and, and how he stacked the courts uh, to make sure that for the interpretation of the law that he would want to see applied, uh, he wanted to make sure that there was some ideological consistency. And so whether we like it or not, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, the saying out is, is indicative of two things. One, there may be some injury, but also it's the process of healing. Uh, 
And if we don't acknowledge the pain where we are and really start giving voice to it and talking about what we're going to do about it, then we'll sit here and, and go through another two years of, of defying basic math when we say, oh, the, the upper chamber has a majority. 50-50 is not a majority. It's a tie. But if you hold your caucus together and the vice president gets to levy a vote, then you can break the tie. So, yes, you have tie-breaking capacity. But if you can't hold your caucus together because there's an ideological split, then now what you have is chaos in your party, and now you're not going to get anything done. So it's going to be an interesting two years, and I'm sorry to be the bearer of truth. But the truth of the matter is, is Donald Trump ain't going nowhere. And everybody in the media spectrum knew it, but they tried to. It was like, well, I don't want to want to lock in on showing his speech. No, but no, we'll no, just stop. monitor they it lied. over here to see. What no, 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 no. They lied. And so when he says fake news, he's right. And you and that is why most Americans do not trust corporate media, because they lie. All the time. And they need to stop it. And we need to stop accepting being, we need to stop, we need to stop being, stop accepting being lied to. And you need to call them out on it, Todd. Here's, here's, here's what they did. I channel surfed the other night. So they would have a, a, a split screen, but they wouldn't carry the content. You'd have to look for somebody. They'd right. take excerpts because they're all trying to figure out how to frame the president's reemergence. He's coming back, uh, but they don't necessarily want to lock in yet. He doesn't care. As long as they were watching and monitoring him, he is putting the movement in place. And whether you like it or not, you might want to find out what he's really doing and listen to what he's really saying, because Donald Trump is coming back in 2024 and everybody in Washington knows it. Darling, he's already here. And CK, we're going to hear from you on the other side of the break. He is already here. And the question is why? What do people who are voting for him, what is it that they want? What are they looking for? We might even be surprised. There might even be some points of commonality. At the end of the day, one in four Americans will not have Thanksgiving next week because they don't have they cannot afford the meal. Most Americans can't go to the emergency room. Most Americans are going to go into bankruptcy if they get sick and they have good insurance. The public school system, academic and vocational, is being collapsed on us. If you want to go to the University of Chicago as an undergrad or NYU or Princeton, you're going to have to pay $100,000 for an undergrad for one year. Now, who's that locking in and who's that locking out? That's not the American dream. That is a nightmare. This is Europe part two. That's not, we, we didn't sign up for that over here. So come on, everybody. I want the truth so I know the tools that I need to put in my box to fight. And you cannot fight if you think Trump has lost. You can't fight. You have no idea what we're dealing with out here. So come on, everybody. Let's talk about this. And what's going on in Georgia? Back with more of the Santita Jackson Joe. Call us at 773-763-WCPT, 773-763-9278. Let's talk about this.
is the Santita Jackson Show. Everybody, welcome back to the Santita Jackson Show. Let's get right to it. Let's talk. We've been talking about President Trump, former President Trump, and all of his wins and how we can fight and fight back and win in 2024. But first, we have to get through December 6th. 2022, Raphael Warnock, Herschel Walker, Senator Warnock versus Citizen Herschel Walker. How is that going to work out? We have been hearing... um, mm, uh, uh, I guess his discussion, uh, he was talking about the something or another, I mean, Herschel Walker, and it just made him sound uh, sound like he was such an intellectual lightweight. It's just painful to watch all of this, but this is where we are right now in our politics. This is where we are, because this is for many people about holding on to that seat or gaining that seat uh, in the U.S. Senate in Georgia. And um, and they're dealing with voter suppression and voter restrictions, and we're going to be talking about that. Indeed, uh, Raphael Warnock, the senator, has uh, weighed in with the Democrats. He's joined a lawsuit uh, to allow Saturday voting in the Georgia runoff. You already can't get registered. So... Uh, Brian Kemp and the Secretary of State cut that off. Now, no voting on on Sunday, on Saturday. I mean, are you serious? Got to talk about that. But you know, but continue to give us some calls at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight. Let's talk about what all of this means. What what does all of this mean actually? Uh, call us at seven seven three seven six three nine two seven eight in Chicago. We're going to have a high of. 34 degrees, snow showers. Minneapolis, St. Paul, 27 degrees will be the high. Snow showers in the NBA. The Pelicans bested the Bulls, 124 to 110. The Timberwolves bested the Magic, 126 to 108 in the NFL. The Titans will be playing the Packers tonight for NFL Thursday night football. And in the NHL, the Blues 5, Chicago 2. Can't wait for Chicago to change the name of that team. Thank you very much. And the Penguins will be playing the Wild, everybody. Uh, call me at 773-763-9278. NASA's Artemis 1 mission that launched Wednesday has already shared a spectacular view of Earth on its way to the moon. We can also see, when we look at those pictures, we can look at uh, climate change and its impact upon our environment. We can see just how much wider, for example, the Mississippi River is, how much land we've actually lost. The Mississippi, which runs from uh, Minneapolis down to Mississippi. That's right, everybody. House Republicans. Well, they won the House of Representatives, according to all major corporate media outlets. After passing the threshold of 218 seats needed for control of the chamber, the victory falls short of the GOP's hopes of more than 60-plus seats. But... It could also thwart President Biden's domestic agenda and will likely subject his White House to many, many investigations. We will see. The people have a say in all of this. Amazon has confirmed it has begun laying off employees. They plan to cut around 10,000, joining Meta, which has announced 11,000 job cuts. Everybody at UVA, the student accused of killing three UVA football players, was denied bail on Wednesday. As chilling new details emerged, the suspect was on on a field trip with his classmates, fellow UVA students, to see a play in Washington, D.C., and when the bus returned to Charlottesville, the home of UVA, the 22-year-old opened fire on the bus, killing the three players, one of whom was asleep. Oh, it breaks your heart. President Biden responded to Ukrainian President 
Vladimir Zelensky's claim that a Ukrainian missile was not responsible for a deadly explosion in Poland on Tuesday that killed two people. But according to President Biden and other um, and other sources, that's not the evidence. It's just not true. He told reporters after at the White House, he, and I quote, that's not the evidence after returning from the G20 summit in Bali. Polish officials say that it is likely that a Ukrainian missile deployed by its air defenses amid waves of Russian missile attacks fell inside the Polish territory. And those are some of the headlines. Yale and Harvard's law school will not be participating in the U.S. News and World Report rankings of best law schools because they are criticizing the publication's methodology arguing that the list actively perpetuates disparities in law schools. Hmm. What do you think about that, everybody? Everybody looks at Harvard and Yale, but I tell you what, if you want to be, if you want to learn how to argue, you better go to Howard. <laughs> you better go to North Carolina Central. You better find out where Willie Gary went to school because there's no finer litigator than uh, Willie Gary, who produced the finest litigator of her, gener- of her generation, attorney C.K. Hoffler. I don't know where they get all their measurements from, but I'll tell you what. I'll take you and and um, and Willie Gary, Attorney C.K. Hoffler, joining you, Attorney Mark Fancher. <laughs> Please, girl, get out of here. I'm like, look, these ratings. I'm like, really? No, when I'm in trouble, uh, C.K. And, and Willie Gary. That's who I want. Thank you very much. Uh, that's okay. So, <laughs> and then, of course, we've got Attorney Mark Fancher, a brilliant civil libertarian lawyer. And, of course, you've got to get his book, The Negroes of Friends Village. The Negroes of Friends Village. It is fascinating. Attorney Robert Patillo, Reverend Dr. Tom. Geary, uh, of course, from Rainbow Push, and of course, uh, attorney C.K. Hoffman, the chair of Rainbow Push, legal analyst on Court TV, uh, and um, Southeastern Regional Director from Rainbow Push, attorney Robert Patillo. Mouthful, mouthful, mouthful. I know that you are running, attorney C.K. Hoffler, but reacting to what we've been hearing, we've been talking about, I wanted to get these numbers about. President Trump out. Why have I wanted to get them out? Because number one, I believe in dealing in truth. Okay. And um, I want us to know what we're fighting because now he has people in place. He has very methodically put people in place so that he can build a political juggernaut. That is what he's doing. If we don't understand that, CK, we understand nothing. We no, have nothing. You you can't run people for office piecemeal. You have to have an organization. That that is what Mayor Daley taught us in Chicago, boss. He literally had Chicago sewn up block by block. He had people who were in charge of every block and then every four blocks and then every neighborhood, every precinct. That's why you couldn't get anything done really until Jesse Jackson. In Chicago, if you wanted to be independent, because the Democrats locked this city up. And even though it's by razor-thin margin, CK, a win is a win. It is what it is. So, but we're also looking at Georgia. So, you know what, in a couple of minutes, if you can kind of take us there, help us to understand what we're looking at. Absolutely, Santita. And thank you for your kind comments about, you know, Willie, who is the best, most extraordinary trial lawyer of all time. And he went to North Carolina Central Law School. So I, I have to tell you. And like I said, if, if right, I'm in trouble, CK fully, fully disclosed. <laughs> She's my lawyer and, and my family. And so is Uncle Willie. So there you go. <laughs> and I feel very, very secure <laughs> when I walk in. When we walk in a courtroom with CK 
And with Willie Gary, we are fine. We cross our legs and just thank you, thank, thank God for the best. Seriously, they are the best. Well, thank, thank you, thank you. Well, what we're seeing is, of course, we have to remember Republicans took the House of Representatives, and that's very significant because they're going to launch every single investigation, including if they can figure out a way of starting an impeachment process of President Biden, they will do that too. But everything from the Justice Department to Hunter Biden to every single thing that the that President Biden has done, they're going to try to investigate. And they've got the votes to be able to to do some damage. That's number one. But number two. And so what does that mean? That means that they did prevail throughout this country on some level. Now, they lost on some level, too. They expected to have a complete sweep throughout the country. That didn't happen, but they did win on some level. We have to be very, very careful about that. Again, I live in Georgia. If you just look at Georgia and look at where they are, Herschel Walker barely, just barely, I mean, we've got a runoff. He barely lost in terms of the number of votes to Raphael Warnock, who is an incumbent, who has had a successful journey in the U.S. Senate. And we don't we don't even waste our breath on qualifications because we don't need to waste our breath on that. But here yet, Senator Raphael Warnock is fighting for his life in the U.S. Senate. That should let us know that it ain't over till it's over. And Herschel Walker is a 100 percent Trump backed candidate. And that is a very close race. And that's now when the Democrats have the White House. Maybe who discusses vampires? Who discusses vampires in speech? I I mean, it just goes from bad to worse. I mean, there's just it's just the silliest stuff I've ever seen. But but that just tells you where we are. And that's now two years from now in 2024. It's going to be on. So in 2022, even though the economy's bad, you know, Biden's ratings are low and all that kind of stuff. In 2024, they've got really two years to amp this up, to work on the communities. And if the Democrats don't don't use excessive measures to reach out and address the discontent and the and the sense of, of, of despair that many in this country have, especially with black folks and black and brown communities, then they will lose the battle they may have they may have won this they will they may have won the battle with the senate right now but they will lose the war in 2024 and that's the stage that i see so we have to be on our p's and q's this is not the time to rest on any laurels it's not the time nobody's doing a victory dance per se um nancy pelosi is not going to be speaker of the house i mean you know that we're, we're not going to have we're not going to enjoy some of the things that we enjoyed in the House of Representatives up until this point. And that is going to be significant. But the good news is, if Raphael Warnock does win, and I'm claiming that victory, that will neutralize the Manchin Cinema situation and make it better. And all of these people who are sitting in the queue, many of them who I supported when I was president of the National Bar Association to be elevated to the federal bench may get confirmed. How about that? All those people who are in the queue that are waiting for confirmation and can't get on the agenda to be confirmed because of all the blockage. That's where we are. And and Tracy Lewis has weighed in. DeSantis is the GOP favorite. Trump's biggest two donors dropped out. We should focus on our own stuff. And a lot of your comments are along those lines, and I appreciate that. But this is our own stuff. If you do not, I'm a musician, and I not only need to know my part, 
I need to know what the drummer's doing. I need to know what the pianist is doing, what the bassist is doing, what the guitarist is doing. I need to know the whole band if you're going to be great at this. Because you might sing a note that might be in contravention of what they're doing. The same thing goes for politics. You need to know what's happening all around the landscape, which does not mean you lose your focus and step away from your base and registering your voters. But you need to know what's going on all over the place. All over the place. You must know all the pieces. If you play chess, you look at every piece on that chessboard. Because they all are mitigating factors in your game. You got to know everything. So I'm not focusing on Trump. I'm not Trump Trump obsessed. If you listen to the body of my show over the past three years, I have barely mentioned his name. Unlike the corporate media who've mentioned him every day and they've kept him in the mix. But you can't hear about a civil rights leader or someone who's fighting for you on corporate media on any day. No, no, no. They're going to tell you that they're trying to imprison Bernie Sanders' wife. They're going to give you that. But these other jokers, you've got to hear about them every day. So the criticism that you have, you need to give to corporate media because they are they are misshaping our perceptions and they're hurting us. They really are. Uh, Mark Fancher, talk to me. What are your thoughts? I mean, we've been talking about these real numbers. Of course, uh, Reverend Dr. Yuri got us in trouble yesterday because he did that and people got upset. That he said, you know, Trump really has been winning 88 to 90 percent of the races uh, that his people have been in. That's it, Ballotpedia. That's, that's those are just the numbers, everybody. And then we're looking at voter suppression um, in in Georgia. I mean, they are not allowing you to vote on Saturdays when many, many, if not I most people. Can I say something about that? Yeah, can I just say quick. something about that? That, that is really quick. Just that, that is absolutely crazy. Again, I live in Georgia. That is perhaps one of the greatest examples of voter suppression. Oh and God. so when people start thinking about what it is, here you have it. That's an example. All right. I'm I mean, that, that Brian Kemp and the Secretary of State put in place. So, so yes. when you talk about, you know, when we talk about Stacey Abrams mm-hmm. and what she's been able to do and what she's been fighting, this is it, right? Absolutely, 100%. 100%. And I want to applaud Stacey Abrams again. She did not win, but I want to applaud her because she... If there's one single-handed, if there's one leader in Georgia who has single-handedly made a difference in the fabric of voting and and liberty, it is Stacey Abrams. She didn't lose. So, she, she didn't, didn't win that she office. Just, but she didn't, she didn't lose. Win that office. No, no, no. She didn't lose she didn't the lose. war. She just lost the battle. Oh, she didn't lose the war at all. She didn't lose. She didn't lose. History is going to show you that she won. History yeah. is showing you Reverend Jackson is won. Dr. King won. Yep. <laughs> Keep your office. <laughs> I'm going to keep doing my mission, which is bigger than an office. Y'all got it. I'm going to keep trying to win these offices. But I'd rather, I'd rather lose on a winning proposition than win on a losing one. When I say that, I mean, hey, if it's not right, I'm not going to win doing the wrong thing and standing for the wrong thing. Because we all lose. They got it. They got it. They got it. Attorney Mark Fancher, talk to us. What are we looking at? Well, I, I think I'm, I'm on the same page as you with respect to the importance of uh, electoral offices and the priority that we should give them, uh, which I don't think is ranks up there. Uh, you know, even when the system works the way it's supposed to work, uh, it has been rigged in a way 
that it will protect the interests of those who are, are wealthy, major corporations, uh, those who dominate the society, uh, and it w- will work to the disadvantage of those who are oppressed, those who've been excluded, and those who've been marginalized, even when it's working properly. And when it's not working properly and somehow uh, these groups that have been excluded or marginalized manage to make inroads, uh, then the system can be tampered with, uh, adjusted uh, using different devices such as voter suppression in order to restore uh, the the proper functioning of the system, which is to keep people who are powerless, powerless. And so I don't personally spend very much time or energy thinking about electoral politics, involving myself in it, or being concerned about it because I regard it as a sham, as a charade, and I just don't have much time for it. Uh, Not that I believe that people should uh, disregard opportunities that it presents uh, to obtain certain advantages or to move the people forward in some way when those opportunities present themselves, but I'm not very concerned about it. And, you know, even when we fall into uh, the mode of thinking that the system wants us to fall into, which is to accept the great American myth, uh, the great capitalist myth, that individuals make history, uh, that uh, then we, we, we make ourselves, put ourselves at an even greater disadvantage. And part of that is looking at situations like Donald Trump's situation and presuming that he is the individual who is responsible for everything that's happening, that he is the individual who, if he is defeated, if he is contained, uh, will resolve many of the problems that we see, that is a tragic error. And I don't spend much time worrying about Trump the individual. I am more concerned about the phenomenon that he reflects. I'm more concerned about the broad mass of primarily white workers uh, who have reached a state of panic. Uh, who have uh, who are in, are in experiencing self-imposed trauma that at the base is is uh, the result of racial thinking. Uh, these are these are people. This is a population which, from the beginning of uh, from the earliest days of this country, have been pulled into a white nationalist way of thinking. They've been. that promises have been made to them that they will always enjoy a certain white privilege that is denied uh, to other groups, that they will always have opportunities even if they don't have present-day advantage, that their children will enjoy a quality of life that they can't enjoy if they're not able to enjoy it now. And these people feel very much betrayed because they have not experienced, at least they don't perceive that they have experienced, the type of advantage that has been promised to them. Uh, They look and they see things uh, that disturb them greatly, whether it's the election of Barack Obama, the high visibility of people of color in in the media, uh, and then you add to that the lies that are told to them by demagogues like Trump uh, about the fact that their troubles their financial troubles, their social troubles, uh, their, their uh, political troubles, that all of these things are caused by these groups which have historically been marginalized and excluded by people of color, by communities of color, by other people who have been historically oppressed. And they get very, very angry. And so that all that Trump, the individual, does is to tap into that anger and to misdirect it in destructive ways. 
And so I think that the priority must be focusing on these populations. Uh, and I don't know that oppressed communities, people of color, are the ones who are appropriate to do that. Uh, I, we have our own problems, our own challenges, our own issues. And if this country is to make it through what I believe is an imminent violent conflict and crisis, uh, then it falls to progressive forces in the white community uh, to take a lead in working with these people, uh, clarifying for them the issues, helping them to understand how the system really works, and identifying for them their true enemies, uh, which are major corporations which have taken their jobs away overseas, major corporations which have limited their opportunities for education and health care, major corporations which have exploited opportunities to uh, make massive profits off the backs of working people and poor people. Uh, once they understand these things, we hope that rational thinking will prevail. But I have to tell you, I believe that what many of them are experiencing is a form of mass psychosis for which there is no cure. <laughs> Mic drop on that. So what do you think, everybody? Going to have Dr. Max Wolf coming up, but you don't want to hear... I want to hear what you have to say, Reverend Dr. Todd Yeary. want to hear what you have to say, Robert Patillo. I want to hear, uh, I wish you could stay with us, CK. When are you going to be on Court TV? Are you still there? She might be gone. Okay, well, John, you look out for her on Court TV, everybody, and tell them that you want to see more of C.K. Hoffler on Court TV as a brilliant legal analyst. Let's talk about uh, tw election 2024. Let's talk about what's happening in Georgia. You cannot vote on Saturdays. I mean, this is what we're beginning to, you know, we looked at, we were so excited to see all these people jumping out to vote, and that was so important. But now you're beginning to see voter suppression. Now you're beginning to see voter restrictions. That's what you're going to see in these next couple of weeks. Wow. But you got to vote anyway. You got to vote anyway. You must vote, 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 vote. Don't let these people do this to you. Don't play. They're not playing with you. Don't you play with them. Get out here and vote. It's your country. Not to. It's your country. Act like it. Heck with more for Santita Jackson. Join just a minute. This is the Santita Jackson Show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Santita Jackson Show. We've been talking about um, former President Trump's true numbers. He's won a lot of races up and down, uh, up and down the, you know, the ballot. And I think we need to know that. Don't be disheartened by it. Just know it. Know what, the, know what kind of arm yourself for the fight, everybody. And let's make sure that we're not just fighting for our side, but fighting for the right side, fighting for the truth, fighting to make sure that everyone, where, however we vote, has food, clothing and shelter, an opportunity for education, uh, equal access to equal high quality education and the vote. Everyone that I don't care what your political stripe is, you should be covered by the vote. Some basic things that as Americans we need to be fighting for. We need to grow up in our politics and do that. Because if, if I get hurt, eventually you're going to get hurt. If I get helped, eventually you're going to get helped. Think about that. WCPT 820, the nation's largest progressive talk radio station. That is uh, my uh, 
that is that is that's my home in AM 950 Radio, the voice of Progressive Minnesota. If you're looking for financial freedom, I want you to get it, everybody. From Team Hockberg, call them at 855-56-David, 855-56-David. And go to 56david.com. Tom and Sonia, they had $100,000 in credit card debt uh, and uh, 17 credit cards, a mortgage they were barely keeping up with. And they could not get a loan. They reached out to Team Hochberg, and they got a free consultation. And guess what happened? This is what happened. They were able to have Team Hochberg negotiate with the credit card companies, bring down their payments by over $2,800 a month, and they saved their homes. They were able to secure a loan for them. That could be you, everybody. If you need a reverse mortgage or find out what it is, if you want to bring down your credit cards, if you're using your debit card, you really shouldn't be. You need to get a credit card, but you need a plan. If you need to get your credit together, you need a plan. Team Hockberg can help you. 855-56-DAVID, 855-56-DAVID. Go on and let them help you become financially free. So let's get right to it. What is going on with Election 24? What's happening in Georgia? In Georgia, no Saturday voting. We're seeing voter suppression. You know, we were very, very excited as we were watching record turnout for the Georgia uh, for the Georgia primary and then the Georgia election. But now this is where the rubber meets the road. Now there is no Saturday voting. There are fewer and fewer places where you can vote and fewer and fewer opportunities for you to vote. And you cannot get registered to vote. Say you got inspired by what happened November 8th. No, you can't get registered. There's no same day. No, 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 none of that. No same day registration, none of that. So how is that going to impact the vote? And now that we no longer have the libertarian in the race, and libertarians notoriously screw, I mean, excuse me, skew right, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Particularly after this bizarre vampire speech that... uh, that uh, Herschel Walker, it just seems it doesn't even matter what he says. People just want to hold on to that seat. Wow. So, of course, you know what time it is. It's time for Dr. Max Wolf, and, of course, brilliant economist and, of course, um, cultural critic. And we've got Reverend Dr. Todd Geary, Esquire, Rainbow Push, and the pastor of the Douglas Memorial Community Church in Baltimore. We've got the author of The Negroes of Friends Village, brilliant civil libertarian and lawyer, attorney Mark Fancher. And uh, we have got, of course, Robert Vitillo from Rainbow Push. WAOK is his radio station. He'll be on from 1 to 4 every Sunday this Sunday, uh, Eastern Standard Time. And um, boy, oh boy, we've got a full house. Before we come to you, Dr. Wolf, about what we've been seeing over the past few days um, and this media narrative that continues to paint Trump as a loser, as someone who is losing voters as opposed to someone who is getting people elected to office, let's get this call from Chaperl. And Chaperl, you just had to call back, didn't you? I did, Santita, because of the fact that, you know, I hear everyone talking about Republicans, Republicans, Republicans. But this issue has always been a Democrat issue. What are we going to do as Democrats? What is Biden going to do in these next couple of weeks? I talked about it yesterday after show. You know, what is he going to do since he knows he has lost the house? What is he going to do? Is he going to issue those executive orders? Is he going to do the George uh, Floyd Justice and Policing Act? Is he going to shore up Civil Rights Act? Is he going to uh, try to do something for student loan debt relief? What is he going to do? Is he going to expand the court? 
What is he going to do? We have until January to make something happen. Uh, else we're going to have two years of just, uh, you know, stalemate. And nothing is going to get done. They're going to run all these phony uh, um, crises about who stole the election and all the stuff. We're going to go through all that. So I'm tired of talking about the Republicans. It is what it is. They've already made their plan. What is the Democratic plan? So that's what I like to hear what the panel is going to, what, what they think Biden should be doing, what they think Nancy Pelosi should be doing, what they think the Senate should be doing. What should we, should we, what should we be trying to get through before January? Oh, absolutely. Before January. But, you know, that's what but we continue. We're not just talking about the Republicans, uh, Shapiro. We're trying to help us to understand, help the public to understand the landscape as we hear the corporate media give us a particular message about how badly Trump is doing. It's just not true. So I want us to be armed for this fight, because believe me, these are numbers that Nancy Pelosi has. These are numbers that Chuck Schumer has. And they govern accordingly. And we need to know all of that. You can't be in a band if you do not know, as the drummer, what the pianist needs to play, the bassist, the guitarist, and and anyone else. You got to know. And if you are a background singer, as I have been for heaven's sake, you better know what the person above you and below you's got to sing. You got to know it all. Otherwise, you're gonna have a mess. So um, let me. Well, why don't you? Let's start with you. Dr. Wolf, talk to us. To me, look, Trump was always a media narrative. Most people, there's a balance of substance and sort of sizzle. There has never been substance there. There's a little nasty little kernel that's not going to appeal to almost anyone. So he was always dependent on that media hype of making him front and center. When the story changes, it's a big deal to him because there really isn't anything else, which is the risk of being that guy. So, you know, if you're going to blow around on the breeze, and the breeze goes north, you go north. The breeze goes south, you go south, right? I do think that he has been stomping around in the Republican Party saying that you know, whether they like him or not, they have to listen to him because he's the sort of big shot caller. And there has been this notion, which was always a gross exaggeration, of his ability to pick winners and losers in elections, right? And that. That narrative has changed more than the reality because it was exaggerated to one side, now it will be exaggerated to the other. It is true, though, that in sort of contested states, purple states, the more extremist voices haven't done that well. And I think people thought that in the Republican Party, you could get huge turnout and carry the day nationally on the sort of apologia for the failed coup of January 6th and also the sort of really getting people whipped into a red-hot frenzy around who won the election. That makes a certain sense because the standard strategy of a midterm is whoever can get their people to show up in a low turnout context win. What's interesting is the turnout wasn't so low, and that strategy, therefore, failed because you had a large number of people showing up. There wasn't just the sort of most extreme, most agitated voices, right? Because that was the policy of Trump and because he did back a lot of those candidates, for a person who's been sort of swinging it around like he could call the outcomes, it was a pretty humiliating day. I also think since the Trump presidency is an artifice of a media that was excited about getting ratings by putting the buffoon in front of everyone to choose. They now want to tell the story of the swan song of the buffoon. And, you know, live by that sword, die by that sword. So it sort of seems like maybe the buffoonery that worked in the past has lost some of its appeal 
or we'll find new buffoons. And if you want new buffoons, you go to the Georgia Senate race and you have a new buffoon. And although it was close, because I think Trump's Mar-a-Lago bizarre year early adding himself to the race decision, which probably wasn't about the race anyway, did give Herschel Walker a run for its money in terms of the pure eloquence of the conversation. Still, it's not as good. So it's not going to be the buffoon du jour. Well, you know, we'll see. What, what's your response? Uh, Attorney Robert Patillo, your thoughts? Well, well, I think that people have to make sure you take the right lessons away from this uh, uh, this midterm. Uh, I'll give you an example of, of in Virginia, where the Republicans, Glenn Youngkin won. Uh, the Republican Party took that as a sign that people were really, really interested in uh, critical race theory and parental rights and education and uh, raiding the school boards, banning books, etc. And then this became a the kind of the snake eating its own tail, becoming more and more extreme. When in reality, it was a repudiation treatment. Uh, and being a retread candidate. Uh, and by misreading that, uh, they set Republican policy for the midterms based upon that uh, misreading of the outcome, uh, which ultimately doomed them for this uh, this midterm contributing towards uh, the poor showing that they did see. Uh, I think for Democrats, they need to understand when they look at this uh, the outcomes of this race that young voters are significant. They are important. You cannot forget them. When you talked about student loan reform, you took the first step. You have to take this across the finish line if you want to have that continued support from millennials and Gen Z. Uh, when you look at African-American voters, uh, there's no reason for the Voting Rights Act and for uh, criminal justice reform to not be number one on the list of things to get done uh, because you can consistently push their issues back and back and back and continue to get 90% of the vote. But that's starting to slip. And those, those things slip away if you do not tend to the garden uh, as it was would be. Uh, I think that they, uh, they can get out of their own way, get out of just the D.C., L.A., New York uh, consulting class, uh, invest more in grassroots and uh, uh, street-level campaigning, less in uh, television ads that run incessantly. Uh, they're very, uh, a very good chance of making pickups in the 2024 election, but if not, uh, this could turn the other way very quickly. Uh, we've seen this happen in Europe uh, consistently the last course of the last five years or so. Uh, there's very very fine balance between uh, the neo-fascist parties and most Western democracies uh, and kind of the more socially progressive parties in those nations. Mm. Uh, call us at 773-763-9278, 773-763-WCPT. I want to know what your thoughts are today. I mean, talk to us, uh, Reverend Dr. Yeary. I mean, particularly, I mean, bend this to bend this toward Georgia. I mean, because people have fewer and fewer opportunities and places where they can vote. I mean, and times. This is, you know, this is where the rubber is going to meet the road for Senator Warnock and Citizen Walker, but particularly for Raphael Warnock. Well, elections are all about ground game, right? So at the end of the day, it's, it's one thing to have a compelling message. It's another thing to have a core base of voters who respond to that message uh, in a more direct way, in a direct way, casting a ballot. So this is going to come down to what happens within the window around December the 6th 
And whether or not, I think the, the law says the early voting window begins as soon as possible. It's an arbitrary date. And so there's a lot of uncertainty. So you have to be ready to engage. You have to have your folks ready to vote. And the challenge in this time is you, you can't start too soon because if that intensity wanes, then your turnout tends to lag. That's one. The second thing is, is that uh, elections are not rational exercises. And so while we're trying to speak to the sensibilities of an electorate, elections are really emotional exercises. It is how do you tap into uh, the passions, the fears, the insecurities of folks to cause them to want to uh, be a part of the solution to what ails them. And so if we continue to, to have this, it's governing that's rational. It's governing where you have to be reasonable and, and, and compromise. Elections, and this is what Donald Trump has gotten, uh, I think, a baseline understanding of. He does not have to make sense in an election. As a matter of fact, because elections tend to be countersensible or nonsensical, uh, if he speaks to the fears, he woke up a disaffected group of folks who had sat out and he taught them how to how to what we call single shoot. If they didn't know anything else that was on that ballot after the presidency, because the presidency was going to be at the top of the ballot, it didn't even matter because once he got in, it was going to give him the license to uh, maneuver public resources, to control the military, to control the narrative, to have an audience before the people every single day, have a crew of reporters with offices in his basement and, and places out on the lawn, always waiting to see what he may or may not say or do. That this election, this thing that we have to get folks to understand, and I hear Chappelle's frustration. I hate to tell her that uh, once once you have divided government, more than likely, uh, you're not going to get the intense substantive change around legislation that you would want because you don't have the numbers. And we did not have the numbers the first two years. 50-50 is not a majority when you've got two people in your caucus who may go rogue. And so what you're trying to do is you're trying to move what you can until you can get better numbers, which is why the Georgia race is so critical. Imagine going through another two years with Manchin and Cinema Street coming up in 2024, trying to hold... 50-50 together so that you don't have to turn the gavel over to Mitch McConnell. Imagine mm -hmm. if you go in 50-50 and Manchin shifts, decides he wants to be an independent in caucus with the Republicans, then Mitch McConnell gets the gavel. Now you've got the Republicans doing all kinds of whatever they want to do. Then you got a different kind of play. So you got to play to your passions. Win by one point if you have to, not because you choose to, but everybody's got to get engaged because at the end of the day, elections are not about uh, common sense. Elections are about concerns, and those tend to be emotionally driven. Well, let me pivot back to you before I go to you, Attorney Fancher. I mean, Dr. Wolf, what is our takeaway? Um, because I just, the reason I, I bring Trump up, and I haven't brought him, I don't really bring him up. I don't even mention his name. Everybody else does. And I always felt that, you know, I was always taught that you don't give your opponent that much air. But you also need to give your soldiers on the ground the right information. And I just don't think we're being given the right information, and we're not having the right discussions. I think that should what should be top of mind today, given the fact that we so desperately need this seat in Georgia. And, I mean, we need Raphael Warnock for so many reasons. Not to talk about voter suppression now, to me, is dangerous, is short-sighted, because you, the voters in Georgia need the assistance. The 
voters in Georgia also have a chance to do something about voter suppression way beyond the borders of Georgia, because the balance of Congress has more than a little to do with what policies are allowed to stand. Also, the Senate does appoint these judges, and the judges that have been getting through the Senate have not taken a particularly protective stance toward voting rights. Right? So these things are not, I don't think you can disentangle these things so easily, right? So who gets elected, who gets elected in a, in a nearly divided Senate, and what kind of judges end up in seats actually is not an unrelated series of, of events, right? So I think that's a big one. I also think the country, to me, and this is maybe a, a tome you hear a lot, but that notwithstanding, pretty divided. You have a lot of people who still voted for basically their own economic annihilation and are really angry. And they're going to keep voting for it until they're gone, and they're going to keep blaming someone else. So I think mm. that's probably just a group of people that's going to be very difficult to engage. I think the economic so the situation is deteriorating pretty quickly. I think we're seeing that, that the prices are coming down. This is going to be good news to a lot of people. And they're coming down the way they always do because we're going to have a lot less economic growth, possibly a recession. The indebtedness numbers that we're starting to get are pretty serious. Right? But I think there's another lesson that always goes unsaid, which we should mention, which is the Democratic Party always gets millions and millions and millions more votes, which it yes. did again. Right? And just like they do now in the presidency. So the Republicans are mad in part because when they lose, when they get a lot fewer votes, they usually get the office. They're not as crazy as you might think. They're shocked that having gotten seven or eight million fewer votes, they didn't actually take the seat because they usually do. So the other thing to look at when we see a midterm or when we see a presidential election that's closely contested like this one is how well these ideas that really are decimating the American white working class which is blaming, you know, trans children and bathroom policies and people of color and immigrants and whatever else is your lizards or people who don't listen to Q or whatever it is, right? And it runs a range from reasonable to pretty far out there, right? It's a big range. They're going to keep being mad. So the question is what their weight is in the decision, not changing their minds, because that's probably a long shot. So what their weight in the decision is, let's look at it. Why do states with no one in them effectively get to vote many, many times as much as states with people in them? Because this is an urban-rural story as much as anything else. And this is a sort of, I think it might be time that we have a democracy where people vote, not land. And we kind of have land voting. And that's left over from the upper classes drawing their wealth from the ownership of land. And it is virulently anti-democratic. So much of what so much of our society is. I mean, Reverend Jackson has said, you know, you must first understand that America is a right wing nation. And when we understand that, then you know how to fight here. You have to understand that the movements are going to come from the left for real. Movement might come from the right, but the movements are going to come from the left. And they're going to really move you. Your aspirations are left wing, everybody. They have to be. If you want to eat, if you believe that everybody needs to eat and deserves to eat, that's a left-wing proposition. That's not right-wing. If you believe everybody deserves food, food, clothing, and shelter, uh, Mark Fancher, that's from the left. That's not from the right. So, you know, we have to make so we have to grow up in our politics. I first heard you say that some years ago, Dr. Wolf, and I thought it was so brilliant because we really, really do. Uh, Attorney Fancher, I've got about 90 seconds for you. Yeah, you know, I, I frequently reach conclusions that are very 
you know, out of step with conventional thinking because I start from a place that's very different. Many people are in a desperate, panicked frenzy uh, and and desire for democratic victory. I have no use for the Democratic Party. I have no use for the Republican Party. Uh, they're both capitalist parties, and I would like to see both of them eliminated. Uh, and so, you know, when when. I, I consider that in, in terms of candidates uh, or politicians. I have no use for a politician who is going to be a conventional Democrat. The only politicians that are worthwhile in my eyes are those who are trying to break out of that paradigm, who are pushing the envelope, who are doing everything that they can within the system to try and undermine it. And so when you think about that, you know, I don't even place that much importance on the Georgia race, uh, because what it means is that even if Raphael Warnock wins uh, election, that what he will have is a constituency which is extremely polarized. Fifty percent of them are right wing crazy and 50 percent of them are progressive. And what does he do with that? If he chooses to be the kind of politician I like, uh, then it means that he is going to the next time he's up for election, be in the exact same position he's in now, where he's fighting for his life, and he may not even make it to elect to the next election. If he tries to appease that 50% that's on the extreme right, then he becomes just another conventional Democratic politician. So, you know, in terms of setting priorities, mine are someone somewhat different from what many people may uh, may pers- may think is necessary uh, but that's where i come down on this okay well you know i've got the last minute or so belongs to you reverend i was about to keep trying to make you a reverend maybe it's because thea your baby is so devout <laughs> We're going to bring you along, Dr. Wolf. <laughs> so the tree has deviated from the apple, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> um, She's beautiful. Me, yeah, thank you very much. I mean, to me, the I don't think you can separate these things. So while there are certainly lots of problems and shortcomings of all the parties and systems that we have in place, we have to live under those systems, at least for the near-term future. And how we live and if we live is sometimes in the balance. So I do think there's also a symbolic value to saying no to some candidates. I think Herschel Walker might be the type of candidate it's important to say no to on a number of levels. And I think it's also a very deep symbolic and potential social meaning to saying yes to certain types of candidates. I think Senator Warnock might be that type of candidate who it's important to say yes to. And it's also important to get through the obstacles, impediments, and difficulties and make your voice heard, even if it's limited and shouldn't be your only political interaction. But it's a place to start, and it's a pretty tangible. It's a chance to go and join people who believe what you believe and oppose what you oppose and see if you can win a fight and win a round. And while it might be a battle and not the war, it's still important to win as many of those battles as you can. Well, you know, I want you all to stay with me. I know, Dr. Wolf, you're going to have to leave and have a hard out five minutes after the hour, but I want to get some closing thoughts from you, Attorney Patel, and you, Reverend Dr. Yuri Esquire, and from you, Attorney Fancher, um, because, you know, as my father says about religion, I'm from a deeply religious family. He says, we live in our faith, for sure, but we live under the law. Remember, Jesus lived in his faith, but he was killed because it was lawful to do so, and he was killed by the state. So I think we have to have the proper balance, and we need to listen to each other. That's why I try to have all of these different voices, because 
somewhere between all of us, we're going to come up with some answers that are going to really make the society great. 